I have been blessed uh, three different times to go to the place uh, where Jesus' body laid after his death. The second time, I took a different route into the room, into the building, uh, because of my friend, Father Jeff, who had told me about this route. And it's the oldest route into that magnificent church. It's not really open to the public, but being a priest, I was able to talk to some monks and some, some things happened. And so at about five in the morning on a Saturday, I went to this gate and I had to duck down to get in it. And I walked through this tunnel and it was pitch black and it was long. And to get through, I, I had to put my hands on the side of the tunnel because I, I couldn't see a foot in front of me. And, and my hands kept hitting these things carved into the wall. And it, it was all the way through, they were crosses that for 1,800 years, people came from all over the world and walked through that tunnel and waited for their turn to go to put their hand on the stone that they laid Jesus' body on. And while they waited, they traced little crosses in the ceiling and on the walls. I was touching these marks that people have made for well over a thousand years. And what drew me there was the same thing that drew them, whether they were there in the 5th century or in the 1300s or in 2020. It was because of hope. Hope drew me there. And I felt it when I put my hand on that stone. I felt it. It struck me. I shouldn't be afraid of anything. I should have hope. And hope is what drew those pilgrims there. Hope's what drew me there. And I assume on some level hope is what's brought us here tonight. Because that's the only thing in a sense we've got. The church can be out entertained very easily. There are many more exciting things to be doing than church. But the church is the one thing in your life calling you to have hope. Think about it. In the church, it's an amazing thing to think about because it's filled with people like us. It shouldn't do well. By any rational standard, the church should have closed down about the 6th century. I've told you this, when, and people have said this to me, right? I don't go to church because it's filled with hypocrites, and I always say this. It's not filled. We can get a ton more hypocrites in here. <laughs> We're not here because we have it together. If we had it together, we'd be somewhere else. We're here because we need hope. 
And there is nothing more hopeful than this. Jesus Christ rose from the dead. And that would be enough, but then he made his resurrection our resurrection. He came to earth and we dragged him to hell. And his response was to pull us to heaven. Have hope. Now again, nobody else is going to tell you this. Your favorite political party is going to tell you to be angry and afraid. The people who sell you news are going to tell you to be angry and afraid. They're going to want you to jump from outrage to outrage because then we're so much more easily led. But there's Jesus. Not this what all those readings. There were no outrages. It was hope after hope after hope after hope. Because God saw them what hopefully you and I see now. Oh, it's done. Death is conquered. Sin is enslaved. We are free if we'll let God make us free. If you look at the New Testament, you would have no idea who was in charge. Because they didn't talk about it. And then Nero did this. They didn't do that. They were getting slaughtered. And they didn't describe how bad their leaders were. They described how good Jesus was. And they described the truth. There's nothing these bad people can ever inflict on us that will take the hope of resurrection from us. And do we believe that? Will we choose to believe it? That there's no horror we're going to encounter that will confound our Lord. There's no thing that's going to come up that's going to cause our God to say, I don't know what to do. He conquered death. And again, that would be enough. But he dragged us up there with him. Have hope. Turn off the fear mongers. Stop following the people who don't care if you're alive or dead. And follow the one who died for you. Who's not telling you to be afraid. Whose most common line, Jesus Christ, what is the most common line he spoke? Don't be afraid. You remember when the disciples were with Jesus in the boat? There was a big old storm kicking up and they were all freaking out. And where, what was Jesus doing? Do you know this? Yeah, taking a nap. <laughs> didn't freak him out. They just didn't know to hope yet. Have hope. There is nothing you will encounter that can beat this. Jesus Christ rose from the dead and he offers you that resurrection. All we have to do is follow him. That's what this candle's about. We blessed a fire outside and we lit this, this flame off of it and then just from that tiny little flame, the whole church lit up. And it's a symbol of what we're supposed to be doing every day. Not running around putting out everybody's candle. 
be as angry as me, it'll help. But instead saying, have hope. I have hope. I am not enslaved to my circumstances. I'm a follower of Jesus. This is called a Paschal candle. And it's from the Greek word pash, where we get the word passion. And what that word means in Greek is a kind of love that's so intense it consumes. And that's why it's always shown as a candle. The flame of God's love for you consumed him to the point of death. That's how in love with you he is. Have hope. You're loved that much. And for the rest of the year, until next Easter, every time we go back there and baptize a little squeaker, and every time we bring a casket up here and we cry, this candle will be lit. Not for lighting, but for hope. That when we baptize those children, not out of some vague conviction that we should probably do that, but because we want them in a covenant relationship with Jesus. And what you know the moment that child is baptized, for the rest of their life, whatever goes right, whatever goes wrong, whatever they get right, whatever they get wrong, God will never, ever walk away. So it's hope. And then when we put these caskets here and we cry, we cry, but in St. Paul's words, we do so like people with hope. We say, this is not the end. I will see you again. Not because I got it right or you did, but because Jesus got it right. And he made his rightness our rightness. This is hope. Every time you see this candle for the next year, I want you to remember this. Because in a world of darkness, in a world where we, we actually invest technology into how to make you and I more fearful and more anxiety-ridden, in the midst of that darkness is this light saying you are loved by love. Love is crazy about you. Love consumed itself to save you. And by the way, it won. I put my hand on that stone. And I remembered. I'm asking you to let Jesus give you hope. To let Jesus convince you that he won and that his victory is so complete that anything we encounter is laughable. Those people who for thousands of years walked through that tunnel, they walked through that tunnel during famine and plague with good kings and bad kings. During it all, they clung to hope I invite us to do the same.
the light of Christ is our hope. We are loved by love, and Christ has won. Amen.